Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to Stew on This. I'm Stu Bittman. This week's episode is called A Giant Leap on the Evolutionary Scale. Well, happy almost Valentine's Day, everyone. My heart is certainly wide open um, after saying goodbye to Brenna a couple of weeks ago. Hillary and I are still rehydrating after all the tears we've shed. Maybe between Valentine's Day and that uh, is why I'm so inspired to talk about the heart today, which I'll get to in a moment. (laughs) First of all, I'm proud to say that chiropractic and chiropractic principles have centered on the brain-body connection for almost 130 years since our beginning. This, of course, was long before just about anyone else was talking about it. The purpose of chiropractic all that time has been to restore that connection, to remove interference to that connection. We've always come from the premise that the brain ran the body, and as long as the nerve messages traveling from the brain to the body, and back again, of course, were unimpeded, then the unlimited power and harmonizing energy of that person's innate intelligence would be free to restore and maintain harmony, ease, and well-being on all levels. Those nerve messages are interfered with when our spines become misaligned or stuck or changed in structure or function in response to the many stresses of life. And the chiropractic adjustment is meant to restore the normal integrity of the spine and therefore to remove the interference. This is a beautiful and simple idea that has brought more harmony, ease and well-being to millions of people around the world over this almost 130 years, and therefore has brought more harmony, ease, and well-being to the world itself. Well, you might ask, where is all this harmony, ease, and well-being in the world? And if you ask that, I'm glad you did. (laughs) First of all, perhaps if more people sought chiropractic care for this reason, rather than for simple relief of pain, we'd see more of that in the world. And that, of course, might be more likely if more chiropractors told people that chiropractic was a lot more than just a large, hands-on aspirin. <clears throat> but that's another story. Today's story <clears throat> excuse me, is about the fact that, as it turns out, in focusing on the connection between the brain and the body, we may have left out a vital ingredient, ingredient from the chiropractic formula, which is the heart. And perhaps this is just a reflection of what's been going on for a long time globally. The world has definitely moved more into its head and out of its heart. Think about it. When you were in school, did a teacher ever ask you how you felt about anything? Or was it always about what you thought about something or what you could regurgitate back on a test? Well, anyway, as the world has turned its back on the heart and has continually attempted to climb the 18 inches up to its head, it has lost a lot of its heart. And in the same way as chiropractic has neglected the heart, it has also lost a lot of its heart. And as chiropractic people... I believe we have to reclaim the heart, beginning, of course, with our own. And why would we want to do that? Well, for millennia, mystics and poets and spiritual giants have considered the heart to be the center of our being, the portal for the divine, shall we say. And up to today, we still have expressions in our lexicon like, in my heart I knew, 
or I want to get out of my head and into my heart. Well, research places like the HeartMath Institute have shown that this isn't just philosophy or poetry. They have shown that on every single level of life, our heart is a great place to be. It turns out the heart has its own intelligence. It has its own nervous system, which is second in complexity only to the brain. It turns out that the heart can harmonize and bring ease to up to 1,400 different body systems. It turns out that the body tends to attune to the state of the heart. And perhaps most interesting from a chiropractic standpoint is it turns out also that there's actually more nerve information going from the heart to the brain than from the brain to the heart. I'm going to say that again. There's much more, actually, about a hundred times more nerve information going from the heart to the brain than from the brain to the heart. The brain informs the heart about two things, how quickly to beat and how strong to beat. <laughs> and that's about it. Whereas the heart informs the brain about our emotional state. It informs the brain about whether we are in a state of ease or dis-ease, whether we are in a state of coherence or incoherence, which essentially means whether we are in a state of what we call pleasant or regenerative emotions, such as love, peace, joy, gratitude, compassion, freedom, those kind of things, rather than depleting emotions, which I don't think I have to name. And when the brain is incoherent, when we are in a state of love or peace or joy or gratitude, the brain is the biggest winner in that deal. Because the nerve information running from the heart to the brain can actually reach our prefrontal cortex. The information can actually reach the part of our brain that knows our best intentions, that remembers our highest choices, that remembers our values. On the other hand, when we are in depleting emotions, when we are incoherent, the nerve information going up to the brain only reaches our brain stem and we get stuck in survival and fear and emotion and memory. So when we get ourselves into a state of love, we think better. When we get ourselves into a state of love, our brain works better and we have a much more whole perspective. We tend to focus on solutions rather than problems. We, we tend to be able to see possibilities. So, folks, before restoring the brain-body connection, we have to address the heart-brain connection. I know what you're thinking. The world is pretty stuck in their reptile brain right now, the, the base of their brain. So if that's true, folks, let's get out of our own reptile brains so we can help others to do the same. This is the beautiful news here, that each and every time we access our heart in love, in coherence, we instantly move millions of years on the evolutionary scale from iguana to evolved human. And each and every time we do access our heart in coherence, 
we leave a trail of breadcrumbs to our heart that makes it easier to find when we really need to. My gosh, if you needed even more good news, it turns out that our heart's electromagnetic field is something like 50 times stronger and bigger than our brains. Our heart's field can be detected anywhere in the body. You can detect it in your big toe. (laughs) And it extends out. They've measured it at least 10 feet. And I have a feeling if we had more sensitive instruments, we could measure the heart's field even further. The brain, on the other hand, the electromagnetic field of the brain extends about three inches. (laughs) This is really good news if you think about it for a minute, especially with the kind of thoughts that I tend to have. Folks, we literally broadcast our emotions, and the important thing here is when you and I are in coherence, we automatically help others to find their coherence as they attune to that frequency as well. I know that patients leave after a chiropractic adjustment with more coherence and with their heart open, especially if they felt safe and loved when they were adjusted, especially if the chiropractor was in coherence when the adjustment was done. But I wonder often how long it takes for the world to bring that patient right back into their reptile brain. I used to visualize patients leaving our office all lit up and glowing and then touching at least 100 people in their, in their sphere of influence with that glow and with that light and then seeing those 100 people touching each of, uh, each of them touching another 100 people. I visualized one person leaving the office and changing the world. And perhaps if we all had the discipline to do what it takes, including me, <laughs> to keep our hearts open, it would actually help that patient do that. And, of course, if we shared some of these tools with patients, that would help them even more. So if anybody out there listening needs any help starting or enhancing a practice of heart-based tools to stay out of your reptile brain, let me know. Because I think you might agree. It's time for humanity to take this giant leap on the evolutionary scale. And it can happen in an instant. As soon as the world reclaims its heart. So let's take that step first and invite the world to join us, shall we? Still on that. I'll see you next week.